us. Back to it with another great news. That's right, Kevin. Who knew? Who knew? When, we, when I announced uh, on Twitter that we were doing great news again, somebody um, sent me a tweet and said, yes, finally somebody to get us hope in humanity again. I agree. And I was like, wow, that's uh, stronger than, I mean, that's, of course, the goal. That's what you hope for with these positive stories is that people actually think, oh, not everyone's bad. I see. Okay. Well, that's the goal. But Kevin, lest we forget, it's you and me. So well, we can't hope to achieve that much. Right. But I'm we're trying. The goal is what it is. And then there's yes. you and me. You have to subtract about 50%. Yes. Yes. Other than that, though, we're, we're your people. Um, yeah, and uh, we are here to bring you positive, uplifting stories to, uh, you know, as someone pointed out on Twitter to Kevin, we just want to make, kind of remind you that most of the time people are pretty awesome, but the news doesn't want to show you that because it's not really driving ratings. So we are here to remind you. With as many stories as we can find of people that are actually doing the right thing, even when nobody's watching. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends about it. And, uh, you know, let's get everyone on board. And hit the thingy. Hit the thingy. That's the and, most important uh, thing is hit the thingy. Here we go. Intro. <clears throat> Intro! The show's about to begin, bro! Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news! <clears throat> Mike, I know that you were um, a dick as a 14-year-old, as was I. I was addicted to 14-year-olds? No, 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 no. You were a dick as a 14-year-old. That's true. The first thing was not true. (laughs) Right, correct. Um, There's a girl named Susan Bergman who's 14 years old, and her brother, when he was uh, 22 months old, had a cardiac arrest, and the uh, oxygen stopped getting to his brain for 20 minutes. Oh, my God. So now he's very disabled. And this 14-year-old girl who runs cross-country, and in this particular case, it's 3.1 miles, um, pushes him in one of those strollers with two back wheels and a front wheel while she runs the races. All races. She puts her 15-year-old brother, she's 14, puts him in this runner thing and pushes him through the race to the end that's amazing now, this is this is not this is not his mother that's 40 this is a 14 year old girl correct that's now, amazing is there, do we have a uh, video on this or no just picture it's video it is video okay let's watch to the uninitiated <laughs> a high school cross-country race can appear to be every man for himself chris you're running great today go jonathan go the uninitiated would do well to me 30 seconds i'm gonna throw up 14 year old susan bergman a chippewa falls ninth grader who leaves no one behind it helped me get even closer to my brother jeffrey is susan's older brother by a year and these are their parents Jess and Jordan. When Jeffrey was uh, 22 months old, he suffered a sudden cardiac arrest that caused him to go 20 minutes without adequate oxygen to his brain. From that point on, Susan's dedication to her brother hasn't wavered. We just kind of always have had that special close bond. A bond only strengthened. Come on, Jeffrey. As they click off 
the kilometers. We were trying to figure out a sport or after-school activity he could participate in with me. Susan took a cue from her parents, both runners, who've included Jeffrey in their races. He loves running. <laughs> but Susan on grass, pushing more than her own body weight through a season's worth of races and practices. This is really unprecedented. With coach Roger Skifstead. Yeah, I was worried. We were all worried. Everyone worried, but Susan. Let's go, Susan! Hearing everyone screaming and cheering it gives me a very big adrenaline rush. <laughs> Come on. You got it. Recognizing Breathe. the mental Breathe and physical push. strength, <laughs> Susan's mom suggested maybe run alone. She looked at me as if I had grown two heads. She was like, this is not an option. This, says Susan, is a team. Come on, I'm, come on, Jeffrey, let's go. Sometimes I'll look down because I'm going up a hill and I'll see him smiling. Come on, Jeffrey, where are you? I need you right now. Mentally, I just push away the pain. Come on, Jeffrey. Where are you? And focus on him enjoying it. All right, there we go. Well, look at the dedication she has to her brother. <laughs> it's cool. We're almost there. Let's go. Then, at the end of every race, one final act of love. When Susan gives Jeffrey the privilege of finishing ahead of her. Nice easy run. A dad joke. <laughs> He did excellent. A little brothers. Jeffrey and Susan did. Affirmation. You guys were so close to your fastest time. <laughs> yeah. Puts everything in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. Strong, dude. We're PRing at conference, okay? In 14th place. Faster runners will take home medals. Nice job, Haley! Susan and Jeffrey will take home a gold bond. I don't think Susan wants to run up another hill right now. <laughs> Boyd Hooper, Carol Evan News, West Salem, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's two thoughts about this story. What, right? Right? 14-year-old. I have two thoughts about this story. One is mom said, are you sure you want to do this? Don't you just want to run alone? Yeah. <laughs> and 14-year-old well, and- and said, no, no, no way. I kind I of understand where her mom was coming from. I don't of think course. that she was wanting to shoot down the idea of doing it with her brother, but she she's essentially saying, I'm signing up to be shitty at cross country because I have to haul yeah. a 150 pound person, you know, or 125 pound person. And maybe, you know, your mom, you know, listen, you have kids old enough, Kevin, to have experienced it. My daughter has never been really competitive at anything yet at this age, but you kind of want them to be able to succeed, right? You don't want to. Of course. Yeah. Of course you do, but when you see what she's doing with her brother, you go, "Oh, okay, this is way more important." Magnificent. Yeah. But the other, the other uh, point that I wanted to point out is that um, she was beating some people. There were people behind her. I was going to say the same thing. How <laughs> shitty like... do you feel about yourself? <laughs> Listen, at least let me. Be. Can you slow down a little? You're not going to win. At least let me get ahead of you. I was I was watching um, highlights. There's this guy um, who does nothing but like fitness follies on YouTube. It's like he just points out video of people being stupid in any athletic endeavor, and he makes fun of them. I'm gonna and need that link. If very you don't funny. Mind. What's that? I'm gonna need that link. Okay, I will. I I wish I could remember his name. His I name's like Elgin, uh, his, his personal name, uh, Asian guy, super jacked Asian kid. 
and he's very funny and he does but he pointed out this video from the crossfit games from this year where where the first event involved a sprint and the cameraman was running with the camera not only keeping up but beating people <laughs> and i'm thinking like what what are we doing here he was a good three three meters ahead of you the whole time you know like mm-hmm. Maybe the people that are bringing up the rear should be doing some other sport. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, not to ruin a really beautiful story, but they were losing to her. That was uh, that was a, a fantastic story, and you know, it is extra special. I, I'm not trying to downplay how great it would be if it was a parent doing that, but you know, you're a parent you you would walk over broken of glass course. and hot coals for for your kids. That's, that's kind of part of it, it's instinctive. For a, for a sibling to do that is is amazing, especially at 14. Yeah, a 14-year-old sibling usually is like, why do I have to take him everywhere? And by the <laughs> way, that's honestly like, that's okay. That's a 14-year-old development. That's what everyone is like. So she uh, you is know, really Why do I have to take him everywhere? And and let's not forget, I mean, it, it's uncomfortable to, to discuss, but he is special needs. And that makes yeah. it harder. To yep. to have that level of care, that level of patience, at fourteen, it's a a, a beautiful. Props beautiful to story. Susan and props to her parents for starting. I that have whole thing another off. story, Kevin. Yes, that is about profound love for the family. This is husband and wife, but I I follow this um, Instagram feed. That's it's all different um, charities, and it's like a conglomerate of different charities, but mostly devoted to cancer research and and providing medical care for for uh people in south america central america and mexico um this story has nothing to do with that they just came across this woman in in their kind of search for philanthropic efforts and it is the most profound display of love for your spouse i've ever seen and it's it's in spanish there's subtitles for so for those of you who are listening on uh, the podcast alone, Kevin, if you could just read along. It's it's unbelievable. Check it out. I can't read it, Mike. Okay. She says, the death of my child was so hard, so I have to be as close to my husband as possible. Her child died um, tragically. And her husband has, has been a cannot move at all, all. literally completely immobile from the neck down. Wow. So for 25 years, this woman Tanka, has been devoting her entire life, 22 years, sorry, to her husband on what is the equivalent of five American dollars a day at most. They live in abject wow. poverty, and she says... God does everything for a reason, and all I know is I made a commitment to marry this man. And she gave us and the last of She has to do nothing but to build them a real home, a, a small business, and help this family. The they really deserve it. And she's sitting there, spoon speeding this man. Um, it's just, it's just wow. a tear to my eye to even see that. And it, it also makes you think. My wife and I bitch and moan about having to take time out of my day to drive my daughter to school because my wife has work and my wife had to fly back to LA last week and I was and I was stuck here all by myself and I have so many things to do and I have chores and you see like well let's just filter that all away and look at this woman for 22 years 
with about $400 a year uh, devoting her entire existence into making sure that her immobile husband has enough to eat and enough and enough kind of will to go on. She goes, whoa, 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 weeks sometimes without getting full meals because she wants to be able to provide him the nourishment so that he can still have wow. uh, bright eyes and go on. Wow. Those stories are out there. That's that is unbelievable. It really is. Um, um, I so there like- you go. That's uh, that is my first story. And I, it, you know, there's I wish there was like a light at the end of that tunnel. But I just wanted to highlight that couple because it, it struck me as I was watching it like, oh, OK, well, that's that's marriage. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Taking the vows seriously. Yeah, um, I would like to jump in here. It's not my next story, but I just want to jump in here and give a plug for the charity that I work with, which is Friends and Helpers. Yes. And it's for it's for abused women and children. And this time of year, it's really important to try and raise money to we get stockings and we fill them with candy and with other toys and stuff. And we give them to these parents. A lot of times these parents have to flee the home because of domestic violence and they go to these shelters and the shelters and they have nothing. They have the clothes on their back and nothing. And so when it gets around to Christmas, if you're a parent, you can imagine how devastating that would be to not be able to provide your kid with anything for Christmas. So what we try to do is help out these shelters and you can donate to help us fill up these stockings. We're not um, doing as much this year because the needs are much simpler. It's not like people are going to go out and shop for items like we've done in the past. We would just like to encourage people to donate so that we can fill up those stockings so that the kids can have something on Christmas day. Right. And you can help by going to friendsandhelpers.org. And there's a little button there that you can click on and you can uh, donate to help these kids have uh, uh, a Christmas in a time when everything is topsy-turvy and their life is upside down. And it's brutal. And to be able to help in that situation is really a gift. So if it, you it really go- is. And Kevin's Kevin's been involved with Friends and Helpers for, for a long time, uh, well before I even joined the Kevin and Bean Show. And um, Mike kept saying, don't stop doing that. Why are you doing that? Don't yeah, do that. I was like, God, give me that money. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, but and I obviously immediately you you get the sense that, wow, this is such a worthy cause. And Kevin really is so devoted, uh, much more so than he likes to lead on. He is it, it, he's really been devoted for so long to this charity. And I and I just didn't really understand when there's domestic violence, when there's danger, when it's in a, a, a reckless environment at home i think we'll get the fuck out of there okay and i think a lot of us do too men and women it's not i I think you just have this sense of like well if it's dangerous for you and your children leave it is not that easy no that is not that easy and oftentimes these women most of the time have to get them and their children out in secrecy with no notice in a completely emergency type setting and so they they really do need this support and it's uh it's it's unbelievable that this still has to go on but it does unfortunately too often and uh it is it is a a huge and beautiful um service that you provide with friends and helpers thank you it's friends and helpers spell out and dot org and yeah. uh, you can you can uh, donate there all right my next story is a kid who needed a kidney transplant Good times. And you get put on a list and you have to wait for your turn to come up and then even when you get a kidney you you have to see if your body rejects it or if it's going to accept it or whatever. 
And um, he qualified for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. They said, you can make a wish and we will make it come true. Let's watch the video on this. I just have a photo. Okay, we just have a photo. That's <laughs> my bad. I can't keep track of videos and photos. This uh, 13-year-old boy on the way home from a doctor's appointment told his mom, I would like to feed the homeless. That's what I want to do. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. He has a potentially fatal medical problem. Yes. Make a wish, which is amazing, comes through and says, here, let's not kid ourselves. You're staring death in the face. Let's do make your wish come true. Most kids are like, I want to meet the rock. I want to go to Disney World. And he says, I want to take this money and feed yes. homeless people? Yes. Oh, my I w- God. I want a new PlayStation. I mean, th- his mom actually said, you know, because he's gone through a lot, of course, his mom was like, you know, you can get a video game console or something and no one would think badly of you. And he no. said, no, I want to feed the homeless. That's what I want to do. Oh. So Make-A-Wish said, okay, let's feed the homeless. And this uh, kid would stand out and they built out this whole thing for homeless people to come to and they served 80 different homeless people food and the make-a-wish foundation is making it so that he can do this for a full year he can do it once a month it's the third thursday of every month i think and they get together and they feed the homeless once a month for a year and that's what he chose as his make-a-wish thing (sighs) i'm sure it's not called a thing but that's impressive it's more than impressive. That's that's so beautiful and inspiring. I, it really makes me feel good about life and existence and children nowadays. I believe that children are our future. Treat them well, Kevin. Let them lead the way. <laughs> so props to him. Yes. That's no, unbelievable. Uh, right? You know, I, I, like everyone, like to bemoan the next generation of kids and say, like, they're all fucked up. And it's, listen... My dad did it to me. His my dad his, his my grandpa did it to him. Can Everyone's like interrupt? kids nowadays. Could I just interrupt? Yes. Your dad doing it to you was accurate. Correct. But okay. I, I <laughs> but I genuinely think that as much bullshit that millennials foist on people and 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 as many ways as they are um misguided, I think they are way more sensitive to other people and their needs than children of prior generations. I think the internet, that's one of the small benefits that the internet has had. And we all like to look at all the negatives, but having the ability to see the world around them all the time, even if you're not lucky enough to travel and not lucky enough to live a life where you get to interact with a lot of different people, you have this phone, you have this laptop and you see the world. And I genuinely think kids by and large are are much more sensitive to the needs of, of people at large nowadays. Yeah, I agree. You, of course, notice the people who are selfish, of course. Yeah. And there are exceptions. But yeah, for the most part, when you become aware that somebody else needs help, most people, I think, feel like, oh, what can I do? That's the response. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to give you the title of this next clip, and I want you to take your mind out of the gutter because (laughs) I guarantee you. I guarantee you, I asked Courtney before we started recording. She agreed with me. It's okay. beautiful. Here is a dog riding a cock. All right, so my mind is not out of the gutter. What? How? Watch. Oh! Check this out. 
What? Here's my little buddy. He's my little. Go ahead, get on. Yeah, let's ride. And the dog. Look at the look at the chicken. He's like, go ahead, get off. We 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 we're we're at our destination. The chicken lowers himself so the dog can get off. <laughs> get on and get off. And the chicken. Look, they're kissing. Look, oh, oh, can I can I get a ride? Yep. Here we go. Yeah. Riding dirty. Riding dirty. Ugh. <laughs> look at that. And the puppy's like, okay, I guess we're here. That is unbelievable. And awesome. That is unbelievable. I'm sorry, what's the uh, topic again? The subject line? This is a dog riding a cock. Gotcha. Look at that. I like the banjo music, too. They're really rocking the banjo music. Yeah. All right, we're here. Thanks, dude. See you later. <laughs> it's a cock Uber. <laughs> if we don't nope. start cock Uber... <laughs> then we're fools we're fools um my last story for this episode is a cute little four-year-old boy and a babysitter is there and they're taking care of him and his sister and she's off someplace else in the house with his sister and so I believe this is in New Zealand so the four-year-old picks up the phone and dials 111 which is our 911 Okay. And listen to how he wants to share his toys with the police. He knows what he's doing and he wants them to be excited about the toys that he has and Hello, maybe come help David, play with them. Hi. Hello. Play today. Yes, what's going on? Um I tell you something. You can tell me something. I got some toys for you. You got some toys for me? Yep. Come over and see them. Where about are you? Please. Sorry? Hello? Hi there. We've received a 111 call. I'm guessing it was a mistake, child making a mistake there. Yeah, yeah. He's asking oh. off of his mother's phone. Oh, bless him. So just confirming there's no emergency at all. No, it is not. Awesome. Said, um, I was fixing the other child. No problem at all. He was lunch. just talking about his toys. That's no problem at all. You guys have a good rest of your day. Com schools for any units free to head to... There is a four-year-old there who is wanting to show police their toys. Over. Yeah, I'll, I'll attempt it. Roger, thank you. The cop <laughs> showed up at the house to see the toys. He did have very cool toys. He did. <laughs> How crazy is that? And then the oh, kid went look on, at him! Then the kid went on patrol with the cop, which is amazing. I don't want to minimize how cute and beautiful my daughter is or right. your children, Kevin. Right. But our children were raised in Southern California. And that is literally the place that is recognized by actors and voice actors and things as the the, the no accent. That is the, the baseline, the place where you have no accent, okay, is Calif right. California talk, okay? Right. I think kids who talk with accents, it's somehow cuter. <laughs> it's just cuter. Like, little kids talking is funny and cute but as not, is. But, but not all accidents. I submit for you, New Jersey. It's, it, dude. 
little mm. like four year olds who are Guidos. Nope. nope. Man. Even Boston. Nope. Ah. No. I'm gonna nope. go back play with my toys. Nope. It's hysterical. Like a little nope. little baby Bill Burrs. <laughs> having moved yeah, having moved out here to Texas, it's so cute. Like when you you meet these little kids and they're like little cowboys. You know, I'll just go back play with my brother. And you're like, oh, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Can we play that again? Is that possible? To listen Please. to the little boy talking to the police. Tell him about his toys. This is police. Where is the emergency? Hi. Hello. Pledge lady. Yes, what's going on? Um, I'll tell you something. You can tell me something. I got some toys for you. You got some toys for me? Yep. Come over and see them. Where about are you? Sorry? Hello? Hi there. We've received a 111 call. I'm guessing it was a mistake, child making a mistake there? Yeah, yeah. He's asking our father's mother's son. Oh, bless him. So just confirming there's no emergency at all? No, there's not. Awesome. I was fixing the other child. No problem at all. He was just talking about his toys. That's no problem at all. You guys have a good rest of your day. Com schools for any units free to head to. There is a four-year-old there who is wanting to show police their toys. Over. Yeah, I'll, I'll tend to. Roger, thank you. And then he sat down with the kid, saw the toys, played with them, said he did have cool toys, and got a ride along. You, I, I right? hate to point out the negatives here. No, but... you don't. That's what you do. I'm just thinking real life shit. Can you imagine yes. if it was like Southside Chicago, LAPD, Detroit, New Orleans? The 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 nine one one operators being like, uh, yeah, listen, any any units in the neighborhood, kid wants to show you his toys. Uh, they'd be like, are you fucking <laughs> are you fucking high? I had Somebody seven murders in the last three three minutes. Somebody stop by and kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Kevin. Great yeah. stories today. I have one to round us out here. All right. The Serbian national soccer team. I know you're a huge soccer fan. Serbian national soccer team, not traditionally known as being a, a worldwide powerhouse, but they did qualify for the upcoming World Cup. It was a huge deal for not only that team, but the, the country of Serbia. Um, quite an amazing achievement. You, you really think about financing uh just a, a heritage of of soccer and stuff like for a, a country as small and as frankly as complicated as serbia is this was a big deal they right. received a million dollar euro bonus okay for for qualifying on top of their 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 salary wait hold up hold up not each no i believe it was a okay. million dollars euro for the team okay which is still, still. that's Pretty Still hefty because I'm sure time. they're not yeah. they're not paid like pipers. I mean, this is the national team. This is the team vying for the World Cup. I mean, this is these are probably only you know 25 dudes, and probably they received 22. like I said yeah, they they received a, a million euro uh, bonus. They donated the whole thing to struggling, disenfranchised people in Serbia. Check it out. 
Wow. They do, and and I quote: they they donated their one million euro World Cup qualifying bonus to sick children who quote need it more than we do. That's wow. What I'm talking about. Do you think there was one dude who was like, "Fuck yeah, come on, man"? We can't. Do we have to get? We could give like a lot of it away, but I'd like a little something. And they, it was like, like it was face. like Survivor. He had to go around silently. He's like, "Okay, come here, hey Ivan, come here, Oleg. Uh, are we really, dude? I could really use this scratch. Are we? Are you? Are you down with it? Yeah, yes, of course I'm down with it. Oh yeah, me too. I was just pointing. I just wanted to bring it up." <laughs> But there you go. Yes, you good know you guys. You know that. And good for them. Yes, agree. That's amazing. That is amazing. And that, Kevin, <clears throat> is our great is news. Another episode of great news. Here we go. <sighs> Outro! You know what I'm talking about, bro. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, cause Kevin and Mike just rocked you all with great news.